is the Meeting of Minds podcast with me, Philippa Robinson. Hello and welcome to the Meeting of Minds podcast. I'm your host, Philippa Robinson. On this podcast, I talk about things that have been on my mind that I think will be helpful to share. So here goes. Today, I am going to pose the question, do you push yourself too hard? So why has that question come to my mind? Well, I, during the course of last year, 2020, 2020, that was last year, wasn't it? And this year, 2021, I... Obviously, the world has been not as we know it, and life has been very different. And I started off lockdown in the UK back in March 2020 with no work and lots of time on my hands. So in my true keep busy fashion, which is not anything I recommend at all, because I know that my desire and bid to keep busy over many, many years has been to push away the feelings. So I don't advocate um, keeping busy, but this sort of busy I'm talking about um, come March 2020 was I've got all this time on my hands I think I'd like to do something and what is it going to be so I started a few new things and what were they I started um, to go through the 12-week program of the artist's way I've had the book for about five or six years never looked at it And I decided, well, if not now, when? So I'm going to start that. And I went through it religiously week by week, reading the chapters, doing the work. I couldn't do the artist date because there was nowhere to go out. But I found it a really great structure to help me. um, The morning pages really helped me get into a journaling habit. So... Um, which in turn has helped my writing. So um, I stuck to the artist's way for all of the 12 weeks, didn't really have a problem with that. And I've stuck to the journaling. So since finishing the artist's way, which was probably January this year, 2021, I have managed to stick to journaling most days. I find it really, really useful. So I've managed to stick to that. I uh, bought an online program, wasn't desperately expensive, and a secondhand keyboard to see how I would get on, perhaps teaching myself to play the piano. That just hasn't worked. Hasn't worked at all. Um, It doesn't come very easily at all. And I do want to learn to play the piano, but I'm going to seek a teacher out to help me begin that. And that's something that I'm going to hopefully try and do this year. So that didn't really work. Uh, I started a habit of doing yoga and um, I've really kept doing that, really kept it. 
going and feel so much better for it. I started yoga because I felt my body was telling me it needed to move more. So I started um, the yoga, didn't push myself too hard because in the past I've hurt my neck, have had a bit of neck trouble, but I have neck trouble anyway. So I've just really taken it easy, looked after my body. And that has really, I've really stuck to that. And I love that. I'm not drinking very much caffeine at all. So I'm finding caffeine substitutes. Uh, I started off um, with substituting just, I'm not going all non-dairy milk, but um, I will have oat milk, uh, an oat milk drink uh, instead of a coffee in the morning. And I was putting raw cacao powder in that and cinnamon and stuff, but I've now moved away from that um, on the recommendation of my shiatsu um, lady, what do I call her? Yeah, my shiatsu lady, who um, recommended um, an oat milk drink with cinnamon and black pepper, and I'm also putting ginger in it and some raw honey, and that's really helping my um, my spleen because I think my spleen is a bit stressed. She thinks. Um, which would make sense given my history. So I'm really trying to look after my body better. I um, also, there was something else I started. Oh, I started, um, the, thing I, the thing I really want to talk about and why I, what made me realise that I pushed myself too hard was the running. So back in 2011, I ran the Bristol 10K. I say ran, I mean, I shuffled around the Bristol 10K. And I haven't really done a huge amount of running since I've tried on and off, but I've had so many problems with my Achilles and plantar fasciitis and stuff like that. But I decided to start the Coach to 5K um, training program again. And I did it very slowly, very carefully, got to the finish it. Instead of nine weeks, it took me 12, I think, because I was just taking it easy. But it was brilliant, really I really felt great as I got to the end of it. And then what I did, which is what I always do with running, I start pushing myself too hard. And I was going, right, okay, so if you could do 5K, you need to do six, then seven. And then I, I just really stopped enjoying it. And I was really work, trying to work out how come the other things stuck. Oh, I know what the other thing I did was I started doing learning Spanish on Duolingo. And I've been doing that. 10, 15, 20 minutes every day. Um, and I've got a really long streak of doing it every day going at the moment. Um, and um, yeah, I'm quite enjoying that. It's just 10, 15 minutes a day. I'm not sure whether I'll ever use Spanish, but um, you know, so that, that those have all worked. But the running, I was really pushing myself too hard. And I had to sit down and work out what it what it was that I was doing that meant the other new habits had stuck and what it was about the running that meant that hadn't stuck. And it was because I was pushing myself too hard and it wasn't okay to just trundle around and do 5k. I was telling myself I had to do more and more and more. And that really goes back to more issues of body image and feeling that it's not okay to be fat, um, being put on a diet at age seven, um, and really feeling from a very young age that the way I looked was not acceptable. 
So every time I embark on a healthy eating regime or an exercise regime or anything like that and try something new, I put loads of pressure on it, on myself to do it and do it right because I need to get it right and push myself somehow in a bid to be more acceptable. So, you know, and that's hard work. Um, So a lot of the personal development work I've done over the last four years have allowed me to accept that I look the way I look. My body is the size and shape that it is. So I was quite surprised to realize that I was still pushing myself when it comes to running in a way that I didn't I didn't need to. It certainly wasn't helping me. Um, so I gave myself a little bit of a talking to and said, look, you don't have and kept telling myself you don't have to go, but you can choose to go for a run today if you want. And you can choose how far, how fast, how long you run for. You can choose all of those things, but maybe just go and do something. And that has been a bit of a game changer because now I feel that I can choose to do it. And if I don't, that's okay. I'm finding it easier to get out the door. I'm finding it easier to just get going. And then on days that it's going okay, I might carry on a bit further. And if I'm really struggling, I'll think to myself, okay, just get to the next tree and then you can stop. And then I'll get to the next tree and it'd be like, oh, actually, okay, maybe get to the next tree. And sometimes I stop, sometimes I don't, but I'm really not putting that that pressure on so much. And I'm really finding that is working. And as I've been telling you this story, I've been thinking back to the piano and or learning the keyboard and why that hasn't stuck. And I think I put pressure on myself there as well. Um, that if I was going to, I paid for the app and I paid for the keyboard. And it's a really old keyboard, so it didn't cost that much money. But, um, you know, so I I should just try really hard at it and do it. But it, yeah, I just found it really tough. And I think I need some support with that. I don't think that's something I can do by myself. So my promise to myself is that before the end of the year, I will have found myself a piano teacher and done a few lessons and see how I get on. And, you know, if I don't like it, that's okay. I can stop it. So we'll see about that. But yeah, this running um, has been transformed by giving myself permission to do it or not do it. Um. And that is the reason why I thought it was a maybe a good thing to talk about the way that we push ourselves hard sometimes. And I think the pressure, to, the pressure that we put on ourselves is like, it's just immense sometimes. And we put much more pressure on ourselves than we would ever dream of putting on anybody else. And if our friend, best friend said to us, you know, or anybody really, but if somebody said to us, oh, I'm finding it really hard doing this or whatever it is, you wouldn't say, yeah, yeah, well, just carry on, carry on, just do it. That means you're not good enough at it. You would, we wouldn't do that. We would be much kinder. So practice being kind to ourselves more 
be kind to ourselves like we would be kind to other people would be um, a different way of doing things. And, you know, perhaps uh, just different and, and, and good. You may recall me talking in episode 23 about bravery, if you've listened to that one. And I was talking in that episode about uh, trying to scrabble up a hill or a little bank and putting my foot on the bank and realising I was just waiting for it to slip back down again and decided, no, I need to put one foot in front of the other and, and get up that bank um, or try that bit harder and not assume that I was going to slip back down and you know, fail to get up, up it really. And I think there is an element in that story of me not necessarily trusting in my body to get me up the bank. And I think there might also be a bit of an element of trusting my body that comes into the running that I somehow still buy in a little bit to the belief that my body is not good enough and who am I to think that I could go out and run five six seven eight nine ten k even um you know my body's not good enough for that and you know I'm 52 now it it it's not as easy as it was when I was 32 uh, it wasn't easy then but what I mean is it's much harder now um but I have found that my body is capable. If I take it, if I don't push myself too hard and I give my body enough rest in between runs, I am finding that I am slowly but steadily increasing my distance without completely knackering my body in the, um, in the process. And I'm actually sort of enjoying it sometimes which is a little bit strange because I've never really enjoyed exercise at all really um let alone running so I think there is an element of me trusting my body more now um that it is much more capable than I give it credit for and just because something hurts or I find it hard to do something doesn't mean that I can't steadily get better at it and I have found that that is quite enlightening to have that belief now. It, I feel much more able and capable. And I was having, um, I, and, and actually I just thought I'd mention just here a little bit that um, I am still in the perimenopause um, at 52 and um, I think my hormones and the perimenopause have been affecting my body for five, six, seven years, six, five, definitely years by now. And it is easy to, it is easy, I think, when going through that phase in one's life as a woman to feel that all of a sudden we are suddenly less capable and can't do things and can't do things that we used to be able to do. So I'm only mentioning the perimenopause here in passing just to make you aware 
that if you suddenly find that things you could do, you can't, or you're finding harder, it may be down to the hormonal changes in your body. So bear that in mind. Don't beat yourself up about it. And the good news is in time when everything balances out, there is no reason why you can't go back, get back to where you were before. It's not permanent. I mean, it feels like it, especially when you've been in, you know, you've been in it for five, six, seven, eight years, and then you hit menopause, and then you've got to deal with the with the actual post-menopause changes. Um, because actually the perimenopause is the time leading up to the 12 months when you no longer have a period. And it's only at the end of that 12 month time span of not having a period that you actually are in the menopause. So it's, you almost find out that you are in the menopause the day that you become postmenopausal because the menopause is actually that period of 12 months without a period, but you don't know you're in it until you hit that 12 month time limit. And then all of a sudden you become, you know, postmenopausal. And I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to give you too much detail, but my periods are all over the place. I've had a three month gap. I've had a four month gap. Uh, I've had, and that I'm then going back to four week gaps. I mean, they're all over the shop. So goodness, goodness knows when mine are going to give up the ghost. It can't come soon enough as far as I'm concerned. Um, my fifties are abs have been my favorite decade so far. It, it, I'm loving life in my fifties and the sooner I can get rid of these periods, all the better. So I just can't wait to, for it all to be over. But of course, you know, still carrying on for the moment. But um, I just wanted to mention that. Um, and just because you are in the perimenopause, it doesn't mean you can't still do things, try new things, um, exercise. I mean, all, all of these things. Um, I, I think I've, I've come off quite lightly so far. I've had some night sweats. I've had some um, hot flushes. Um, I, and those are the symptoms that most people know about, but there's much more to it than that. The way I have suffered really the most has been the psychological effects, the lack of confidence and the, um, to be honest, to be frank, just feeling like I'm losing the plot a lot of the time, the mood swings, those are the things I've suffered with the most, but it's not been unmanageable. And so far, I haven't had any medication for it. And I am trying to look after my diet. I'm trying to exercise and I'm trying to do it naturally as far as I possibly can. But, you know, never say never. I'm not saying I won't take anything. I, you know, I don't know. Just have to wait and see. I always believe that, you know, we can have all these great ideas of how we're going to manage something, but until you're actually in a situation, you don't know what decisions you're going to make. So I'm definitely saying, I'm not saying that I will ever take any HRT or anything like that. But anyway, I just, I've digressed really onto the menopause there, but don't fear the menopause. Please don't. It is not terrible. It's not something to be feared. It's certainly not something to be embarrassed about or not talked about. Some people have much worse symptoms. 
Um, but the more we talk about it, the more we can share our experience of our symptoms with other people and we can then work out, well, actually, I seem to be the only one having this. Maybe this is not something I need to suffer with and then go off and seek help. You know, the more information we can all give each other, the better. Um, right. Um, so back to the subject of do we push ourselves too hard? Um, the other thing I wanted to talk today um, about is I was talking to somebody the other day about this idea of fun and we must have fun. And I am absolutely all here for um, making sure we have fun. In last week's episode um, of Freedom, I was talking about my inner child. And, you know, it's really important that we embrace fun and laughter and creativity and all those things that actually bring uh, bring the adult us and the inner child us joy. It's really, really important. Um, but this idea of fun, um, I am wondering whether it might be the latest thing to sort of become a bit toxic. And, and by toxic, I mean there might end up being conversations and people around, well, what are you doing for fun and how much fun are you having? And are you having too much fun or are you not having enough fun? And is your life not good enough if you're not having enough fun? And I'm a little bit wary that that, that might start to happen like it has happened with um, toxic positivity, really, that it's not okay to be down. You just have to, you know, you have to reframe everything and use a positive affirmation and everything will be okay. Well, it's not as simple as that. And sometimes we have to feel our feelings and feel the sadness, feel the grief, feel the anger, feel all those um, emotions that we perhaps would rather not feel. But there's a point to them. All our emotions and all our reactions to our emotions are bringing us information that are telling us how we are feeling and what we need. Uh, sorry, I'm sounding a bit like, you know, belligerent here, aren't I? But just this whole idea of fun concerns me slightly in that I hope it sort of keeps some sort of perspective. I mean, what one person defines as fun might not be what the next person thinks fun is. How much fun we all need um, will differ, how we get our fun, where we get our fun, all of those things. And I do think there is a little bit of pressure mounting especially as we reopen, the, the world opens up um, a little bit after the main bit of the pandemic is easing, although who knows really what's going to happen next. I mean, I'm recording this in July, early July uh, 2021. So actually, I'm not sure what is going to happen yet. I'm not sure it's the worst bit. That, I think the worst bit is probably over, but how much longer things are going to be like they are I don't know but as things do open I just hope there doesn't become more pressure to go out and reclaim the fun that we've you know perhaps missed out on and that somehow it becomes another thing to beat ourselves up with that we're not having enough fun because surely that defeats the whole object um and you know to to, to some people fun could be you know 
an afternoon spent knitting to other people it could be a day out paddle boarding to other people it could be you know sitting in a group of of people in a room somewhere doing some self-help work I mean you know it could be anything um really so it's very much an individual thing I think it's important that we have some fun but that's really down to us to determine for ourselves what fun means to us how much we need in our lives and whether we're getting enough. Well, most things really, I suppose. Anyway, that's a little rant about um, fun. And the last thing um, I am going to talk about today, because it does tie in with this theme of pushing ourselves too hard sometimes. I wonder if you have heard of and you are interested in what is known as Saturn return. So this is in astrological terms. Between the ages of 27 to 31, Saturn returns to the position it was in on the date of our birth. And as it returns to that position, it... It brings a certain amount of upheaval to our lives. Now, the reason this is on my mind is I have a really good friend. In fact, if you've listened to um, any of series one, or there's quite a few episodes in series one of the podcast where I'm in conversation with Louisa. So Louisa is um, a really, really good friend of mine, and she is 27, I think. And I was having a conversation with her a couple of weeks ago, and she was telling me a little bit of some of the upheaval that she is experiencing. So you can start to feel the effect of the Saturn return for about two years before it does actually um, return. And it can... It can impact your life well into your 30s. And as I was talking to Louisa about this last week, I realized that it was during that age. So at 30, I decided to leave my job and go back and live in my hometown to try and see if I could have the sort of relationship that I really wanted with my family, but had not been able to make it work before. So I decided to have one last go at it and move back to my hometown. And now what I know about Saturn Return, it makes complete sense that it was happening at that age. Um, And the couple of years before I actually moved back, I'd moved jobs twice in that time and was moving around to moving cities as well. So I was obviously feeling unsettled and I decided to move back to my hometown to see if I could feel settled there. Uh, And now, yeah, now it makes complete sense. I didn't in the end settle there but you know that is the time I went went back there and um, you know I think you know look look it up Saturn return is a real definite thing and you can find lots more information about it if you want it want to and it might help you make sense 
of some of the things that are happening to you, perhaps, if you're within that age bracket, or to at least make sense of things that happened to you during that time, if you're a bit older, and also if you're younger, to, you know, to let you know a little bit that that time is coming, so you are prepared, shall we say. And just to give you a little bit more information, the time of the Saturn return is, is, is basically a time of maturity. Um, it's a time when fun and games give way to a greater vision of yourself and life slows down to give you time to, to do some self-reflection to see life for, you know, what it is, what it really is, what it has become rather than um, what you want it to be. And the reason for that is that, you know, Saturn brings the truth, the bare truth. And um, that time in your life, it, it, it's not interested in making you feel any better. So if you're having quite a tumultuous time, don't be surprised if it doesn't make you feel any better. But it will guide and help you learn any lessons that you need to learn at that time if you're willing to, to do the work. And that is a big if. I mean, had I known there was work to do, maybe I might have delved deeper to see what that work could be. And boy, was there lots of work to do. But I, every stage until I hit my breakdown at 47, I avoided doing any work. I didn't even know that doing the work, I'm putting the work in quotes, was a thing or is a thing. Or personal development is really anything other than something to scoff at, which is just hilarious now because that's all I talk about. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm digressing. Um, so, yeah, Saturn return is a time to slow down and pay attention. Because if you don't, you may well face a crisis. And the lesson that sorry the less you listen to what saturn is showing you the greater the consequences of your wrong choices that you might make at that time and speaking from someone who has made now looking back who's made loads of wrong choices over the years um I may, had I known about Saturn return, I may well have heeded it. <laughs> so, um, you know, take from this episode what you will, whether you find any useful or whether you just think it's a load of rubbish and you're just going to ignore it all, then that's absolutely fine. Um, totally up to you to take what is useful um, to you from this episode. But I have enjoyed um, thinking about all these ways that we push ourselves too hard and also looking at, you know, the Saturn return a little bit more so that I could tell you a bit more about it uh, because it did help Louisa telling her and it helped me to at least look back and think, oh, okay, yeah, I missed that one, didn't I? So that's it for today. That's the episode. Um, a little bit different to usual. Hope you've enjoyed it. And um, if you want to get in touch, please do. You can find me on Instagram where I'm at Safe and Supported Coaching. 
uh, you can send me a DM there. You can follow the link in my bio. You can go to my website, which is safeandsupported.co.uk. You can use the contact button there. You can send me an email to meetingofmindspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Um, and also while you're on my website, or if you could go to my website on purpose to sign up for my newsletter, that would be really great it's at the bottom of the uh, homepage. And um, yeah, that's it for today. I will be back next week with another episode. And until then, have a great week and take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Meeting of Minds podcast. You can find this podcast in all the usual places. Please tell your friends, please subscribe. And if you have a moment, I'd be really grateful if you could rate and review as it helps other people find us and helps me spread the messages of empowerment and positivity that I'm really passionate about. If you want to find out more about me, you can visit my website at www.safeandsupported.co.uk. Until next time, bye.